Hi, hello, and welcome or welcome back to the Kellivate podcast. My name is Kelly, and I wanted to use this episode to expand on an idea that has become really important to me. And I would even say it's become the core of my brand and my business and the work that I do with my clients. And even just in my own personal evolution and healing in all areas of my life, especially in the area of body image. And it's the idea that confidence does not equal the absence of insecurity. And it sounds very counterintuitive because when we think of confidence, and insecurity, they feel very polar opposite to one another. And so we live as if, if we want to be confident, we have to get rid of insecurity. And one of the ways that we try to get rid of insecurity in order to feel confident is by trying to change the things about ourselves that we feel insecure about. So very obvious example is just changing our bodies, losing weight, getting thinner, building muscle, getting procedures done, whatever it is. If there's anything on our body that we feel insecure about, we will try to change it under the idea that by getting rid of that insecurity, we will then be able to feel confident in ourselves. And then on a deeper level, we try to get rid of insecurity by judging it or pushing it away or repressing it in some way. And it's almost like that, you know, like fake it till you make it type thing where we just try not to even acknowledge that we have insecurity and we shove it down so deep inside of ourselves and don't acknowledge it, don't give it any of our energy, or at least we think we're not giving it any of our energy by not acknowledging it, by not accepting it and, and instead by judging it. But the truth is when we judge something, when we resist something, we're actually giving it more of our energy. We're giving it more power. And I think we all have reference experiences, maybe within ourselves, and also within people that we've just connected with and seen throughout our lives, where they are portraying themselves as confident, but you know and you can feel that they're actually quite insecure. And the confidence is just their way of trying to mask the truth that they are insecure. And so this idea that I have been building upon that confidence does not equal the absence of insecurity expands on that level more. Because if, under this idea, under this concept, 
it means that confidence really comes from the acceptance of and the embracing of insecurity. It's not in the absence of it. It's not in the suppression of it, but the acceptance of it. And I compare it to the idea of courage because we can't say that courage is the absence of fear, right? Or bravery is the absence of fear. Because if somebody is doing something and they're not fearful of it in the first place, it wasn't really a courageous or brave act for them because there was nothing for them to move despite of. They just did the thing because it was natural to them. We wouldn't necessarily call that courageous. We might just call that fearless. And those are not the same thing. In order for someone to be brave or courageous, it requires them to do things in spite of their fear. And I like to apply the same thing to confidence. I think that confidence or a confident person really acts confidently and has a secure sense of self and opens themselves up authentically and vulnerably in spite of the fact that they also have insecurity. And it sounds very simple, but I have really experienced the profound power of applying this in my life. Because as soon as I started to really open up to the idea that in order for me to be confident, I didn't need to get rid of my insecurity. That meant a few things. One, it meant that I could just stop trying to change the outside so much because I could see that it wasn't actually working to make me feel more confident anyway. I recognized that all of the external things I had been doing to try to make me feel confident for over a decade by controlling my food and working out and trying to manipulate and control the size and shape of my body into what it is that I thought that it needed to be and changing the things on my body that I felt insecure about as best as I could. I realized that that wasn't working. <laughs> and it was a very big like slap in the face moment one day when I went out dancing with a friend of mine in the summer of 2021. For the first time ever, I went out dancing and could just feel that my body was in a straight jacket. Like I could not be in my body. I was so in my head, crippled by my insecure thoughts. 
and my fears of how other people were going to judge me or perceive me and how others were going to be looking at me. And it completely paralyzed me. I felt like I could not articulate <laughs> any movement throughout my body. Like it was, it was so uncomfortable. And up until that point, I had been working in the fitness industry for several years. I had been on my own personal fitness journey for a decade. I had been working specifically to decrease my food intake and move my body more so that I could get thinner and was missing out on a lot of things because of that. I was very isolated. I experienced a lot of anxiety when it came to any sort of social plan that would interrupt my ability to reliably control my food intake or control my body in any way. And yet, I still went out dancing that night and could not get out of my head. I could not be present. I could not enjoy that experience, regardless of how much I had been working to get rid of my insecurities and feel confident. So then when that was obvious to me, and I started to withdraw my attention from that whole outside-in approach to confidence where I tried to change the external in order to feel a certain way internally. I drew my attention towards what was going on internally, which was a, a great step in the right direction by starting to look at what was actually creating my insecurity. What was my experience of insecurity in the first place? What types of thought patterns did I have about it? Fears of other people judging me, criticizing myself, um, always looking for my own flaws and hyperfixating on them, feeling shame, feeling guilt, feeling anxiety, feeling pressure, feeling overwhelmed. All of these different thought and emotional patterns were encompassing my experience of insecurity. And so now that I was drawing my attention more within, I started to naturally develop a relationship with my insecurity that was very judgmental because I was in this place where I was aware that I wasn't going to be confident from the outside in. I was aware that my confidence was going to come as an inside job. And so anytime that I would feel insecure and experience all of those familiar thought patterns and emotional patterns that were driving my experience of insecurity, I would get upset. I would judge myself and judge that I was having that experience. I was resisting those thoughts. I was trying to push them away. I was getting frustrated with myself that I was still thinking that way, even though I quote unquote knew better. 
And so now my relationship with insecurity was very judgmental because I knew that in order for me to feel confident, it was going to be an inside job. And the way that I interpreted that was that I needed to stop the insecure thoughts. So when they happened, I would just get extremely frustrated. And even though drawing my attention from the outside to the inside was a step in the right direction, that got me really stuck. Because like I said, when you judge something, you're stuck with it. And so it wasn't until I started to really play with this idea that insecurity didn't need to go away in order for me to be confident, that it wasn't that my confidence was rooted in me getting rid of my insecurity or no longer having insecure thoughts. It was going to come in me changing my relationship with those insecure thoughts when they came up. That was the doorway in. And I started to explore this through a coaching program that I was in for a year. And the premise of it was that the very last place that you would think to look holds the key to what you want. And this was applied to many things. And so applying it to confidence, the very last place that I would think to look was insecurity, was in my insecure thought patterns of doubt, of fear of judgment, of self-criticism, of comparison. That is what held the key to my confidence. It wasn't in skirting around it. It wasn't in overcoming it or getting rid of it or numbing it. It was in embracing it and accepting it and allowing it to be a part of my human experience that I was able to find confidence. And when I say confidence, what I really mean is just this authentic, secure sense of self where I feel safe to put myself out there. I feel safe to say what I want to say. I feel safe to meet new people, to connect with new people, to wear things that might draw attention to me or to do things that might draw attention to me. And I can even oftentimes feel excited by the idea of those things, excited by the idea of connecting with somebody new or not new, and excited about the idea of having somebody really see me. That's what confidence really feels like. And I was put into many positions over the last year to express confidence when I was solo traveling for seven months and moving to a new city pretty much every single week 
and staying at hostels and meeting new people every day and going to beaches and going to the pool and wearing a bikini and other things like putting myself out there on the internet with this podcast and talking about things that I was really passionate about, but previously had a lot of resistance and fear around talking about because of what I was afraid of other people were going to think of me, comparison, criticism, judgment, all of those things. But despite those being there, because trust me, they were, I still tried on a bikini and looked in the mirror for a few extra moments than I needed to and contemplated, does this look bad? Are people going to judge me? Do I look disgusting? Like, should I, should I cover this up? Like, are people going to look at me weird? Are they going to judge me? Are they going to think less of me? Those thoughts were still there. But when they came up, my relationship with them were different. Rather than those thoughts coming up and me immediately identifying with them and fully buying into the idea that, yeah, I should feel ashamed. I do need to change my stomach. I do need to stop eating as much. I do need to change my body. I do need to cover up. People are going to think that I'm gross. It was more of a witnessing than it was an identification of those thought patterns. It was just seeing like, wow, here they are again. These really familiar thoughts rooted in so much fear, so much innocence around me just trying to protect myself against the perceived threat of other people's judgments and rejection. And it wasn't even noticing the thoughts and then judging them. Like, oh, I'm so insecure. I hate this. I should know better. Like, I'm talking about confidence to my clients on the internet and I'm such an imposter. Like, I shouldn't be thinking these thoughts. It wasn't that either. It was just a unattached speculation of a pattern of thought that was running through my mind in a very habitual, programmed way based on all of my life experiences up until that point. And I was able to see that those thoughts and the insecurity really didn't really have anything to do with my body. It had everything to do with everything that I've just been exposed to my entire life my own personal experiences with my body and the things that happened to me when I was younger that I associated being having to do with my body and the way that I looked, like not getting picked or not having friends or my crush not liking me back or, you know, whatever it is, all those personal life experiences that shaped the way that I perceive myself and my body alongside all of the media everything on TV that has just been perpetuating this idea that bodies are supposed to look a certain way. And if they don't, then you just lack self-discipline and you don't, 
you eat too much and you're lazy and you're unmotivated and you're less worthy and people are going to judge you and they're not going to like you as much as they're going to like somebody else. I mean, just think of all of the subtle and non-subtle exposures that have created this idea that there are bodies that are less worthy of love and acceptance. It's just been spoon fed to us our entire lives. And in those moments when I was staring at my body in the mirror in my Colombian hostel, wearing my bikini that was going halfway up my butt, like really string thong bikini, something that I, and I think a lot of people would think, wow, she must be really confident <laughs> to be wearing something like that, <laughs> right? And I was still standing there and experiencing all of these insecure thoughts about what other people were going to think about me and what they were going to judge and how it was going to change their perception of me and comparing myself to everyone else that was going to be at the pool that day. And I was able to experience a separation from those thoughts that brought in the understanding that those thoughts had to do with so much more than what my body looked like. They had to do with all of that media exposure, all of those personal experiences, and were just programming, running in my mind, rooted in the protective patterns to try to keep me safe from the threat of rejection and abandonment and pain and shame and embarrassment. Those thoughts were just trying to direct me on the path that my brain learned was going to protect me from all of those perceived threats. And it was in that moment that I was able to see that the thoughts were more of a threat than the outside world was. My thoughts about other people judging me and thinking less about me and rejecting me because of my body were more of a detriment to me than the reality of those things happening. <laughs> because the truth is, maybe people did judge me, but I didn't know. <laughs> they didn't say it to my face. It was my thoughts about other people judging me that hurt, not other people's judgments of me. Because if I don't know if someone's judging me, it's not going to hurt me unless I'm thinking that they're judging me. <laughs> and so I started to see that these innocent thoughts, these insecure thoughts that are just trying to persuade me in the direction that my brain believed was going to protect me from all of these perceived threats were actually creating the very experience it was trying to help me avoid. It was creating pain 
it was creating shame. It was creating self-abandonment and self-rejection. It was creating all of these negative experiences that had I listened to them and identified with them, I would have been isolated. I would have not put on my bikini and I would have not gone to the pool or I would have, but I would have covered up or I would have gone and not covered up, but then just been in my head the whole time, fully concerned about what other people were thinking about me, not being present, being isolated, feeling lonely, feeling disgusting, feeling embarrassed, feeling all of the things that those thoughts were trying to protect me from. But the thoughts were creating it. And so it was in that holistic understanding of insecurity that I was able to see, oh, okay, this is innocent. This, this is just an automatic thing that my brain has learned to protect me that just doesn't work. And it's actually creating the very thing that it was designed to help me avoid. So what is it that I really want in this moment? What, are, what is my insecurity trying to provide me? It wants me to feel accepted. It wants me to feel free and joy and connection and confidence and love and peace. So how can I give that to myself right now? Is giving that to myself going to come from me hiding or not going to the pool or putting on something else? Or is it going to come from me doing it anyways, despite the insecurity being there? Is it going to come from me accepting that the insecurity is just trying to protect me. It's not evil, it's not bad, it's not wrong, it's not a problem that needs to go away or needs to be fixed. And my body doesn't need to be fixed. It's not a problem, it doesn't need to change. It's just that I have a choice on how I'm gonna be with myself in this experience. I have a choice on how I'm gonna be in the experience of my body in the way that it is right now because the reality is i can't do anything about it right now it's there's it's, it's not going to change right now so how am i going to choose to be in the experience of my body in this very moment how would i want to be with my body and i have the choice on how i want to be with myself with my thoughts with my mind with my programming with my insecurity because the truth as well is that I also can't change that. I can't make those thoughts go away. They're just gonna happen. I might get down to the pool and immediately see a bunch of girls that I think look way better than me and compare myself and shrink myself and think that I look worse and start getting into my head about what other people are doing and judging me and, and perceiving me negatively because of it. I'm not in control of that. But what I am in control of is how I be with myself when those thoughts come up, when those insecurities get brought up. And it was within that practice of continuing to come back to how do I want to be with this? 
that I found an authentic sense of confidence that could never be taken from me because it doesn't go away if I have an insecure thought. It doesn't go away if I look in the mirror and I don't like how my body looks that day. It doesn't go away if I try on a pair of jeans and they're too snug. It doesn't go away if I'm bloated or I've been drinking a little bit too much wine or I've been not working out regularly. It doesn't go away because it's not dependent on conditions. Conditions about my body, conditions about my thoughts. It's just, it's just the presence that's always here that I can choose to connect to if I want. And it's the presence that says, what is, is. So how do you want to be with it? Connecting to that really being with there's nothing that I can change right now and there's nothing that I need to change right now so how do I want to be with what is because it just is to me that's confidence that is that secure sense of self that exists underneath the insecure parts, the insecure patterns of thought, those insecure emotions of shame and embarrassment and anxiety. Underneath all of that is just this loving and accepting presence within me. And when I'm acknowledging that that's there, and I'm choosing to connect with it, that I'm free. And I'm not free because the insecurities are gone. I'm free because I don't need them to be gone. That's real freedom. Because if we're saying that my freedom exists in the insecurity being gone, then you're destined to that freedom being taken away from you if the insecurity comes back. And that's not freedom. <laughs> freedom, real freedom, isn't freedom from. It's freedom to. Freedom to experience it all. And the freedom that I have been able to access and continually cultivate a deeper connection with over the last year, especially in my body, in my relationships, in my career. It's been fabulous. <laughs> because not only am I just experiencing life through my thoughts anymore, but I'm experiencing life underneath my thoughts. I'm experiencing that authentic truth and that authentic acceptance of everything more often. I'm not perfect. I definitely get caught up in my thoughts. I definitely start to identify with them and 
believe like, oh, maybe I should lose a little bit of weight or maybe I am, I did let myself go or maybe they are going to judge me or maybe people aren't going to like me or people aren't going to be attracted to me and they're going to think that I'm gross and I, and I feel those thoughts just starting to overcome me and I'm believing in them and I'm feeling just this disempowered state of being wash over my whole body but it's the moment that I choose to see it and not judge it and welcome it as just a part of my human experience oh look I'm just a human being having some insecure thoughts that's the moment that I'm free and that's the moment that I can choose to embody real authentic confidence I am so excited because my best friend and I, um, the day that we met, which was less than two years ago, weirdly enough, but I feel like she's been in my life forever. Um, the day that we met, we talked about one day hosting an event together. And we also have done this little thing that we call Calego, where you basically talk about the future as if it's already happened as like a manifestation technique and so her and I have collagoed about these events probably over 20 times in our friendship over the last couple of years and about how we wanted them to go and what we wanted to do and how we wanted to feel and how we wanted our event attendees to feel in our presence and what we wanted to be able to deliver and support people with and <sighs> finally happening <laughs> and it's happening on February 26th which is a Sunday at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time in Edmonton Alberta so this event is gonna be we're calling it twerk and do the work <laughs> that idea that name came to me in my meditation this morning but my bestie Colleen is launching her twerk after work classes, which is, um, oh my gosh, they're just, they're going to be so good. You guys, they're going to be so good. She is the embodiment queen. She loves to dance. She has just this energy of divine female power empowerment that just comes through in her movement and she she wants to bring that to the world and she's brought it to me and let me tell you my world has improved significantly since I started to do my work around insecurity and confidence and then starting to ground that in through embodiment practices like dancing and being in my body more than I'm being in my mind and so she's going to be doing these in Edmonton Alberta starting this month and her very first one she is going to do while I am visiting Edmonton so we decided to do an event together so it's going to be a twerk class so all level friendly she's inviting anybody in that just wants to be in their body even if you're like me and feel like you just innately have absolutely no rhythm or movement in your body that this is still a thousand percent for you. We're gonna be doing a 45 minute twerk class. And then after that fun, 
we'll have a little break and I am going to be doing a intensive workshop on healing self and body image and cultivating lasting self-confidence. So really grounding in this idea that confidence does not equal the absence of insecurity in a more inward depth, basically, and in more of an embodiment practice. So I'm going to be using some of my favorite coaching tools. There's a big truck coming by me. Give me one moment. Oh, it's a school bus. Okay. There we go. I'm going to be using some of my tried and true coaching tools using somatic practices and emotional embodiment work and mindset work all coming together to create an experience that's going to allow you to access your authentic sense of self-confidence that could never be taken from you so that you can move on from that day feeling a deeper connection to yourself and your body and it's just going to be fabulous i cannot wait for it so i will put the event link in the description below if you would like to check that out if you're in the edmonton area so i just wanted to let you know that the Kelevate method six month transformational program is now open for enrollment and this is a six month group coaching program designed to support you in healing yourself and body image and cultivate an empowered relationship with food and fitness so that you can finally arrive at that destination that you are always promised that fitness and diet programs would bring you to. And this is not about teaching you about macros or any other form of controlling your diet. It's not about trying to turn you into the next fitness influencer either, unless that's truly what you want. And it's definitely not about clinging to apps like MyFitnessPal creating a whack ton of self-discipline or finding more ways to hold yourself accountable. If anything, this is about ditching the need to control food in order to feel okay about yourself and your body. And once you truly transform what's been blocking you from finally feeling how you deeply desire to feel in your body and in your life, you will feel a lasting sense of self-confidence that is so authentic that it could never be taken from you. You will have the freedom to break up with diets, my fitness pal, and every other form of dietary restriction that constricts your freedom and ability to show up how you desire to show up in your life. You will have this newfound sense of self-trust in yourself around food, and you'll naturally make self-honoring decisions no matter what is happening in your life. You will easily navigate any situations that would normally throw you off track so that you have the tools to move through the blocks that hold you back from accomplishing anything that you want in your life from this point forward. You will have radical self-acceptance and be able to fully accept yourself regardless of what the scale says, how much you ate or exercised, and what's happening within and around you. You will transform and shift the mental and emotional and subconscious blocks that are holding you back from embodying the woman that you deeply desire to be. You'll be able to live and really wake up to the types of experiences, relationships, and achievements that are really available to you when your energy isn't being so consumed by poor body image and life-sucking diets. And then you'll have the tools to maintain 
maintaining the nutrition and the fitness routines that actually enhance your quality of life rather than draining it for the rest of your life. And the way that this program works is really quite simple. I put an emphasis on gentle nutrition and food freedom, which is going to allow you to move away from the typical restrict binge guilt cycle and towards an intuitive nourishing relationship with food that creates ease around food while allowing more space and peace in your mind. We focus on empowered movement, so creating consistency with joyful movement while learning how to trust and support your body's ever-changing needs so that you can feel good in and about your body. And then we do body image and self-image work cultivating peace with your body and a secure sense of self by overcoming patterns of body shame, self-rejection, and criticism. And so the way that it works is like this. It's basically like a digital course and a one-on-one coaching program got together and had a baby. And this group coaching program is basically the cute little love child. So you will have access to audio guides and powerful tools every single week that are designed to support you in your holistic transformation, just like a course, while at the same time gaining clarity and receiving support from me every single step of the way so that you can experience and implement deep transformation, just like a one-on-one coaching program. And then not to mention the power of community in aiding in your growth and your healing while being surrounded by like-minded women doing the deeper work with you and acting as a mirror for the hidden blocks that have been holding you back in your own journey. And some other things that you're getting is bi-weekly support calls to answer your questions, elevate your weekly homework, and receive spot coaching from me so that you can transform alongside the other women in the program as they reflect the questions and the struggles that you may have missed on your own. You'll receive nutrition and fitness coaching rooted in food freedom, intuitive eating, and empowered movement to support you in becoming an expert in your own body. You'll have one-on-one tech support Monday to Friday to receive customized guidance within your nutrition, fitness, and body image journey. You'll have the option to have monthly workout programs designed for you that are focused on strengthening and toning your body through proper movement and progressive overload, which include demo videos, at-home or gym options, and exercise swaps for your individual needs and equipment availability, You'll also have lifetime access to a lifetime fitness guide to support you in integrating fitness into your life for the rest of your life. So I don't know if that sounds like something you would be interested in. I suppose it might be if you want to trade white knuckling your way through every diet and exercise program you can get your hands on in hopes that one day you will feel good enough in your body and swapping that for an enjoyable, holistic, and long-lancing lasting transformation from the inside out. It might also be something if you want, if you're just so done with controlling every inch of your life, just to have a chance at one day feeling confident and at peace. Plus, if you'd really like to stop bouncing from on track to off track and want to find out what it's like to truly have a lifestyle that makes you look and feel good and actually feel like you look good, It might make sense to join in on the last nutrition and fitness program that you will ever need. And the next steps are easy. There's no pressure to commit right now. And I really, truly only want you in this program if it feels like a full body yes for you. And if you're feeling both excited and a little fearful at the same time, that's probably your sign. 
So if this sounds good, you can find the link to apply for the six-month Kelevate Method program in the description of this episode. And with that said, I am so grateful that you took your time out of your day to listen to me talk. That is crazy to me. I hope you have the absolute best day of your life so far. And I so look forward to connecting with you over my next breakthrough.